you got to pursue something that gives you life that makes you want to jump out of bed in the morning. Welcome back to another episode of The Lodges Podcast. The Lodges Podcast. Welcome back. You have to get creative. Like, your content can't just be like you sitting there. I have to, you know, master this D-list athlete if I'm going to get to C-list, to B-list, to A-list. whole slogan was basically, you're famous enough just being yourself. Just be you. A ruthless pursuit to, to be the best. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Lodges podcast. This is episode 60. And with us, we have uh, an incredible guest today. I'm really excited to jump into it. We have Pavan Lakat, which I, I know I just told you I'm going to try to get that last name. <laughs> no, that was perfect, man. That was perfect. How are you guys doing? Uh, it's Pavan. Just saying, what's up, man? I'm glad to be a part of this podcast. For sure, for sure. And do, I mean, really, really excited to have you. A lot of accolades. So for, for everybody listening, um, he's a professional Madden player. He was the 2019 Madden Club Series champ. Um, and he is ranked number six on all-time Madden Championship Series money list uh, with almost 150K in earnings on Madden. So, I mean, hey, congrats to, to everything you've done up to, to, up to now. Appreciate that. Uh, it's been a long journey. And, uh, you know, when I first started it, I definitely did not see myself, you know, getting this far i guess this successful and you know the amount of time i have done but it's only just made me go harder so you know i'm glad that for that yeah no for sure for sure um well like i like i was just telling you i guess we can just throw away back and if you just want to tell everybody a little bit about just you know like who you are where you grew up you know kind of what you were into as a kid and and kind of how you got into competitive play and just give us that background story that'd be, that'd be really cool yeah, definitely. Um, like I said, Juan said, I'm Pavin Lacar. I'm 20 years old. Uh, I was born and raised in California, born in Modesto. Uh, and I've been raised in Yuba City, California since 20, uh, 2006. So, you know, 14 years to this point. Um, I, I love Yuba City, you know, it's a little smaller on the, you know, uh, spectrum of, you know, cities. And it's, it's kind of like it like that. Uh, it's not too much going on get to focus and not worry about any other drama going on on the outside world. But yeah, uh, I graduated in 2018 at the Yuba uh, City High School, the honkers, I should say. And currently I am enrolled at Yuba City Community College, uh, just, you know, taking classes there just to have that on the side. I know a lot of people, you know, go full-time on Madden and I, I definitely am full-time on Madden, but you know, I still want to have that thing on the side, you know, just for my parents and just for some guidance, you know, to stay disciplined and all that good stuff, stay on schedule. And yeah, uh, Juan said I have many accolades. I would want to say I just started playing Madden around high school um, just to play. Uh, I was a huge Madden mobile fan. If you guys know Madden mobile, when it came out, it did come out around like four or five years ago. And when it came out in my high school, it was super hot. I honestly want to say I got everyone into Madden Mobile in my high school. And, you know, at first I was on my own little way of playing it and enjoying it by myself. And then, I mean, like so many people started playing it. And I'm like, you know what? I need I need something new. So uh, I went, you know, got a PS4. It was around this Christmas time. I got it kind of on sale. Uh, this is when the PS4 was new and on the scene. So it was kind of hard to get it. But, you know, thankfully my mom helped me get it purchases for me because you know at the time i had no job i had no money um and you know shout out to them for that <laughs> and you know from there i got madden uh it was madden 15 and i got it for like you know pretty cheap because madden usually comes out you know august september somewhere in, uh, before the nfl season starts and i actually got it around christmas time for uh, i think either 40 or 30 dollars and you know if it was going for 60 dollars at the time i doubt i would have bought it but you know luckily for me it was on sale and I, and I bought it and, you know, from there it just took off. And the first mode I played, like always, is Madden Ultimate Team, Mutt. If you guys play Madden, you know what Mud it is. Mud is, it's like the biggest mode by far in Madden. You know, it's basically like fantasy. You get to build your team from old legends to new legends uh, to like, you know, current players to like, you know, let's just say I have Randy Moss and Julio on the same team. That's, you know, super OP. And that's what makes the mode so fun. You know, you, they never had that in real life where you – could uh you know you would always think oh what if these two play together and madden you could actually do that and see how it work and it's really fun like that i got into mutt super late in madden 15 around mid-year so uh you know i grinded my way up at first like i had no idea what i was doing with all these cards and power-ups and everything and it's, it's kind of foreign if you don't know madden or 
if you're new to Madden, it is super foreign. You just usually you think of Madden, you just think, oh, regs gameplay. Let's just say Niners, Chiefs, or something like that. But this is a whole new mode to Madden. And I was just amazed and astonished by it. And from there, you know, I wanted to master it. You know, something new, I wanted to tackle it rather than the old or the norm. So, you know, I got into that and thankfully I did because it really did become the future of all types of Madden. And, you know, that's kind of like what the competitive modes are on now is a Madden Ultimate Team. But, you know, uh, from Madden 15 is where I started. I kind of sidetracked a little bit there. Um, no, you're good. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, throughout the years, uh, I got, it was a sophomore when Madden 15 came out. Throughout the next couple of years, two, three years, I actually was just grinding the game, staying up late at night, playing, 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 meeting friends, getting on Twitch. And it was at Madden 17, and I was a senior in uh, high school when the MCS first came out. Uh, it actually came out Madden 16, but I think it was for like two tournaments and really no one kind of knew what it was. But Madden 17 is the first like official full year the MCS came out. And the MCS stands for Madden Championship Series. Basically, it's a league of four tournaments, you know, four to five tournaments per year, events they call them. And these events are in-person live events where, you know, let's just say I qualify for event on my online, on my PS4, Xbox. That's kind of how you do it. Um, let's just say I'm good enough to get have a really good record. And not only that, you have to have a really good record for the, uh, let's just say it's like a certain amount of time. So, you know, a, a qualification process could go from one to two months. Just say I have a really good record, make it inside the boundaries of, you know, let's usually it was six, 96 people or something. There are 128 people, uh, the best 128 people per console got to uh, make it into this tournament. And from there, you got to play online and knock each other out. And it's only got like one life, man. So uh, <laughs> for the most part, people, the best of the best were making it, you know, into the online qualification. Not only that, they were making it to the live event from their thing from their online console, online home. And from there, they got to go to uh, these places like Burbank, California, LA, um, Orlando, um, just a whole bunch of spots, Houston, Minnesota. Um, and this was in Madden 17, a whole bunch of spots, you know, get to travel the world for free. I know myself personally, I'll talk about this a little bit later, um, my experience, but I'm just kind of seeing what I saw. Now, all these guys were traveling and going places just from playing Madden and me being 17, 18 years old at the time, watching these Twitch tournaments. Uh, I was, I f uh, fell in love with Twitch after I discovered it and I would always watch it uh, specifically. Like I'd always watch it in Spanish class. So I took Spanish <laughs> and I vividly remember watching three to four people that I kind of idolized uh, like these pro players, these pro competitors kind of idolized them and uh, just looked up to them. I kind of wanted to be them. And then from there, uh, you know, I just set out to do my best to be like them. And, you know, just watching these people from my class, my, my high school class, that to straight going home and getting on the game is kind of where I started off with that. And then Madden 18 was actually the first time I made a tournament. So Madden 18, I made the NFL Club Series. Uh, this is a tournament, which is basically, there's 32 teams in the NFL. A club series is basically you get to represent one of those 32 teams. Um, so I'm a Raiders fan. I represented them and I've represented them for the past three years in Madden 18, Madden 19, Madden 20. Madden 18 was the first year I was, you know, lucky enough to represent them. And it's like, you have to beat, beat three other players. You don't have to beat three other players, but there's three other players in your path to being the okay. Raiders representative. So uh, there's someone named Bam who was kind of the favorite. And then there's two, uh, you know, not so known competitors, uh, and then there was myself at that time. I was super unknown, um, but this was in Orlando. I got to travel to Orlando and I was 17 at the time. So I had to bring my pops. So, you know, once he saw that, he's like, okay, you could go full board on this. Cause you know, <laughs> usually your parents are so skeptical, right? About, right. oh, this is a scam. This is not, it. this is not like that. But once they saw the plane tickets, two plane tickets, once my father saw the venue, he saw everything uh, and it was just, he was amazed, and obviously, I, I already knew he was going to be amazed. So, you know, I just had to. Sometimes you have they have to see it to believe it, type of thing. And uh, right. you know, I got there. Um, I got blessed enough, and you know, played very good to beat the uh, two other opponents, and I got to represent the Raiders. And from there, if you get to represent your team and you know beat out the other two 
other two to three players you get to go in a final 32 man tournament based on division so okay the afc west the raiders are in the afc west i had to play the chargers representative and this is all based on record so i think the raiders were either the third seed that year or the fourth seed um they were the third seed i'm pretty sure and the chargers were the two seeds so i had to play the chargers and then on the other side the broncos and the chiefs played the broncos were the fourth seed and okay. the chiefs were the first seed and they played and then i beat the uh i was i graded two ahead of myself um the the chargers representative at the time uh his name is problem right um if you know madden you know who that is they call him the goat of madden so like you know how there's mj and you know right. tom brady he's the goat of madden the greatest of all time and you know this is my first tournament i'm 17 years old i don't know what's going on man like i'm in this <laughs> venue i'm super like anxious super like scared nervous of the crowd because it's a big crowd man it's a super big crowd um and i just go up there and just you know i i, I played way better than i thought i was going to play i thought the, the anxiety was going to get to me the nerves were going to get to me and then it was that game that tournament that i knew that i was like you know competitive i had fire in me i wasn't going to ever back down in one of these games um i ended up losing that game um, by three. So oh, most people thought, oh, you're going to get blown out. Oh, this is this. You're going to lose or whatever. And obviously, uh, I didn't I didn't win. But um, considering all the circumstances, only losing by three, I lost on the final play of the game pretty much. He was on a fourth down. If I stopped him, I could have either extended the game to overtime or, you know, try to win it in regulation. Um, and he got the fourth down. And from there, uh, it was it was heartbreaking. But it was like, you know what? This is so much motivation for me to be better and to grow and continue to be, you know, who I am right now that, uh, you know, I'm kind of glad. I'm not saying oh, I'm glad I lost, but, you know, I'm right, glad right. I lost. You know? So uh, it's just crazy because it was like two to three people rooting for me in the stands. It was my father and then like a couple people I play with. They're uh, basically like lab mates. Uh, if you're labbing on the game, those are like my lab mates. I practice with them and stuff. Gotcha. And uh, the, everyone else, I'm talking about probably 50, 60, 70 people were rooting <laughs> for problem. And it was, it was just so, so overwhelming, but like, so such a great experience to, you know, witness and be a part of. And that was my first tournament. And at that time I was still in high school. I was a senior. Um, and another funny story is uh, second semester of senior year. Um, I don't know, like it's called the reduced schedule. You know, you get all, all out of school pretty early. That was what I, it was called for me. Um, I actually got a job to get a reduced schedule. And the whole reason to get a reduced schedule was for me to uh, play Madden and play extra <laughs> Madden. So that's kind of what I did second semester. First semester is when I actually made the tournament. Okay. And then second semester, senior year, I'm like, yeah, I'm going full time on this already. And I got a reduced schedule. And just go home at 12 and grind the game out, get on Twitch stream. And, you know, that's kind of where I started from. So with the reduced schedule, what was the job? Was it an actual job or did you put Madden down as the job? Oh, like okay. So, yeah, that's another good question. I actually did have a job at JCPenney. Okay. Um, okay. And uh, what's it called? It was seasonal. So, you know, obviously it didn't last long. But, you know, every day I went there, I was just thinking, I hate working at JCPenney, man. I just hate it. <laughs> if there's any other way, um, then let me figure out the way. And obviously, uh, I didn't make too much since it was like I only worked four-hour shifts probably two, three to four times a week. Um, but regardless, that's still a lot for someone who's in uh, high school and all that. Right. And I just didn't like it at all. Um, I ended up like at this one Madden tournament that my first tournament I made, I ended up making like three to four times what I had made at JCPenney working for like two months. So it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. From there, I'm like, yep, I'm never trying to get a job again. I'm going full time on this, man. I'm going to just explore and expand and grow, grow, grow. And, and that's right. what we've done so far. No, that's awesome. Well, I mean, it's cool that, you know, you got in like we're saying, and like it's been with a lot of guests we talk about, I mean, a lot of young kids, you know, basically, you're, you know, 16, 17 years old, you're just growing up. Um, getting huge opportunities, like you're saying, I mean, where you go to a tournament and you're making more money than you would, you know, mm -hmm. where other kids traditionally would be making money, you know, whether it's a minimum wage job or waitering or, you know, whatever you might be doing. So that's pretty cool. Um, and that's awesome that, you know, you're still even now, like, you know, taking classes at, at the community college and still trying to like do that while you're being a pro player. Um, I mean, I respect that because I think that a lot of people, 
or even like a lot of traditional athletes. I mean, once you get to the pro level, I feel like, you know, some do continue their education, but some don't. So, you know, kudos to you for, for still keeping that up. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so 2018, you said, you mentioned that or that tournament in Orlando, that was kind of like your first tournament experience. Yeah. Um, so what came next? And, and I mean, like you were saying, really cool that, you know, you're basically playing the goat and, you know, obviously you don't win, but I mean, you still only lose by three. That's really awesome. Yeah. So where did you launch or like, how did that confidence launch you from there? And, and where did you go to next to continue your journey? Okay. So um, at that time before, like before making the tournament, I really wasn't known. I really wasn't respected. There was not enough respect on my name. After that, I mean, I got minimal respect. Uh, just, you know, kind of went up a little bit. But regardless, uh, I, was, I wasn't looking for respect or anything. I was just looking to grow <laughs> and grind. And uh, there's actually this group on Facebook called MWS, which is uh, like Madden World Syndicate. And uh, to be in this, you know, you kind of have to be known. You kind of have to be vouched in. Oh, this guy's legit for it. You know, he's cool. And okay. uh, after making the tournament, people were like, oh, yeah, this guy's in, definitely. And uh, that group basically was like kind of like a little group that, you know, you could play for money. You could just kind of lab with other people. It's just a Madden group. And it was very, very cool at that time. Unfortunately, now it's not really uh, like continuing to grow. People kind of just don't ever post in there typing anymore which you know kind of sucks but um after this tournament i was vouching in there and from there i used to play in all these types of many small online tournaments uh money games online and uh you know just talk to people i really didn't talk to before or just uh you know get to know people's stories that i really didn't know who was uh before and uh with all these little money games and little mini games and mini tournaments i played in uh, I used to stream them a lot that way okay. on Twitch, you know, people come in view and then that way I could get my name even more out there. Oh, you're the Raiders guy. You won Raiders club series. Kind of, they'd always come and ask that and like, Oh, how old are you, man? You're very young. This, this, and that. And, you know, that's how I built a relationship with the community and kind of, you know, got my name out there as, you know, respectable, um, young competitor. And that's all that happened all throughout Madden 18, the end of the year. So, the tournament I played in was around December, uh, January time. Uh, it was kind of when the Pro Bowl, uh, the playoffs usually happen for the playoffs, uh, for the NFL, excuse me. And after that, you know, I grinded Madden 18 out to its entirety until it switched over to Madden 19, which Madden 19 was, uh, you know, it usually comes out August. I think it came out sometime August or something that year, or even July, maybe. I'm not too sure, late July. Regardless, uh, I grinded Madden 18 out to the entirety till its end, you know, winning some small tournaments, online right. tournaments, and, you know, just ongoing momentum, ongoing momentum, and never letting up off the gas. And from there, all this uh, pent-up uh, momentum led to me just breaking out onto the scene early in Madden 19. And uh, I specifically remember there was this one very early tournament. I want to say it was you know, probably two to three, even four weeks after the game dropped. Um, and this was on Reg's team, so this wasn't on Mutt. And I was using the Seahawks, and I remember this was like a little tournament for, I think, up to $2,000. So um, the winner got $2,000. It was on this one site called Players Launch. So this wasn't on MWS. Uh, this was on, like, Players Launch uh, Gamer Saloon. There's also another site. And these sites aren't only for Madden Money games. They're, like, for Call of Duty, for two, NBA 2K. Uh, they're just a money gamer tournament site for a lot of other games, which is very dope that they actually have that in today's generation. But um, I joined that tournament. I finally turned 18. So you have to be 18 to join those. If you're listening, you want to join. Um, <laughs> I finally turned 18. So I qualified to enter this little tournament. I think you, I paid it in like $10, $15. And then um, I kept beating all these top level pro players. And I'm like, wow, I'm actually tough now, man. Last year, I really would kind of be nervous to play these guys. And, you know, that is a real thing. Sometimes people play the name instead of playing the game. And that's kind of what I used to do before I made the tournament and all this and all that. Um, sometimes right. I just play people who see my name because they'll say, oh, you're playing Pavin or you're playing this guy in the top right corner. I'll say they're gamer tag or PSN. And I've played people and they've just completely just played so bad compared to how I've seen them play before just because – they know they're playing a high-level competitor in the top mm -hmm. right corner. Like, there's a difference between a free game as in, you know, just a leaderboard game. No one's going to get nervous over that. Uh, a, a tournament game for your tourney life or, you know, a money game, people will maybe start to get nervous. 
And that's where, you know, if you built up a reputation of a good player or, you know, oh, I have good defense, oh, I have good offense, people are going to, you know, already think that while they're playing you. So you're winning the mental game. And then from there, you just got to play a physical game of Madden. And if you, you know, uh, execute and not mistake, then you should be able to win those games. But going back to that tournament, I ended up winning it, beating a lot of pros in that tournament. And then from there, I guess you could classify myself as a pro. And that was just very early momentum. And from there, uh, the first tournament of the year of the MCS year was on uh, reg teams, regs teams. And I honestly thought I was a favorite to win this tournament. It was in Las Vegas this time. Um, Las Vegas. Uh, and it was just a, it was an awesome tournament, open format. Anyone could go and join. You just had to pay like a fee of $50, I think. Obviously, I'm in Yuba City, so I had to get a hotel room. I had to get a plane ticket, this, this, and that. And that's an amazing experience for me, man. I'm a young kid who gets to travel uh, yeah, due to Madden, man. So um, from there, uh, that tournament, I thought I was going to do really, really well. And unfortunately, uh, I don't know what happened. I, I made some bad mental mistakes in that game. It was a round of 64 match. Winner of that goes to 32. Winner of that 16. Winner of that 8. Winner of that 4. And the winner of that would be in the finals. And the winner of that would be the winner of it all. Um, so it was a couple games, you know, five, six games. But honestly, you know, if you win that first tournament game, you're going to soar through it, man, especially if you're, you know, a high-level player. It's always, I would say one phrase, the first game is always the hardest game, no matter who you're playing, because, you know, you haven't, you know, played as many moment, uh, as many reps or games as you would like. Once you get that first game out of the way, you're not, you're not rusty anymore. You're making your reads. You're sharp. And that one first game got me that day. And uh, I was up like 21-10. I lost the lead. And I just it was just kind of heartbreaking for me. And yeah. uh, I learned a lot of valuable lessons from that. And, you know, I was able to bounce back. Two months later, NFL Club Series Championship, Madden 19 this time, uh, and I ended up winning it all. So, you know, from the two months prior where I was just super down on myself, super upset, I bounced it back, used that as fuel, used that as fire. Two to three months later, I ended up winning Madden 19 Club Series Championship, um, and that prize pool was 703000 altogether. And the first place got a hundred thousand. So that was like the first time in a while they had added the hundred place, hundred thousand dollar prize pool of first place prize. Mm-hmm. And I was lucky enough to win it. Thanks to God, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, talk, walk me through that, you know, you're cause you were what at that time then 18 years old when you won that one. I think I was 18, man. I think okay. I was 18. Yeah. So um, you're an 18 year old kid. You win a hundred thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars. And, you know, on Madden tournament, I mean, what's going through your mind? And, and I mean, even walk us through that tournament a little bit, if you can, like, you know, leading up to it and, and kind of your reaction, your family's reaction, all that sort of stuff. So this tournament was on a mode that I'm in love with. Uh, so inside of Mutt, there's a mode called Salary Cap. And Salary okay. Cap is kind of a mode that balances out Mutt in general. So in Mutt, usually you could have just all 99 overalls. I don't think that's too balanced, but, you know, I don't know. That's other people's opinions and salary cap there's a certain cap limit and with that limit you know players have caps on it so let's just say you're a 99 overall player you're gonna have like a higher level cap than some you know 85s 86s overall and vice versa the 70 overalls you know 70 overalls is very low cap in that tournament you know you have to strategize and make the perfect team with a certain amount of cap that you have um this tournament was 1175 and i'll give you one example right off the top of my head there's this uh, 96 or 97 overall Michael Vick that had dropped at Christmas time. And this card was probably like the best quarterback in the whole game. And uh, sorry about that. Um, no, you're good. This quarterback was easily the best quarterback in the game. 96, 97 speed, high okay. throw power. And, you know, everyone had him on this, their team. And his cap was like around 132 or so. So that just kind of gives you a, a little uh, example that that player was worth about let's say, you know, 10% of my whole team's cap, which was 1175. So you got to kind of strategize about that. And uh, I have great lab mates that kind of helped me prepare for that. Their names are Henry and Allen. They're a little younger than me, but, you know, they're considered them my little bros. And now they're having some really good success in the 
Madden scene and you know it makes me so happy um but they helped me make a great team they helped me find a great scheme and honestly uh we stayed under key uh like uh, low key underground for like a couple months a couple weeks and months um we didn't show what we were running we didn't stream um and this is just kind of like it's kind of the hard thing about being a content creator guy because obviously i want to stream but if i have something so tough that could win me a tournament why would i want to show it so it's right, kind of, I got to right. find the middle and that's what I'm experimenting with. That's what I've been doing for the past couple of years or so, past year or so. And, uh, you know, I, at that time I hit my offense and my defense, which were super high powered and super great defense, um, to the tournament time, which was, I think I saved it for a month, maybe two, just not playing on stream, not playing any one and outside of any crews, just primarily playing my friends and then some other guys that I could trust and, it was yeah. well worth it, man. Uh, I remember the tournament, which this time it was in Redwood City, California, which is two hours away. This is this is why I, I'm pretty sure like I had a really upper advantage on people. And not only it was because my offensive defense, it's because I, I was just able to drive down there to Calif- uh, Redwood City, California from where I live, whereas other right. people had to fly down. And, you know, they're not used to the weather. Um, they're not, you know, the, sometimes jet lag, sometimes... You know, you, yeah. you're just uncomfortable on a plane, man. Well, I just to get to <laughs> drive down there, enjoy the California scenery, right, and right. get in that hotel room before they're even there. So, yeah, traveling, hey, traveling's tiring, especially if you got a couple connecting flights. I mean, it wears you out, you know. Oh yeah, definitely, man. And like, you just gotta be crammed up in a plane sometimes. So it's just all like, hundred percent, super lucky for me that I was just able to drive down there, and yeah. uh, from there. Same thing. Uh, I had already qualified uh, and beat those two, three other players to represent my Raiders team. I had done that in Las Vegas about a month prior to the tournament, and then now we're back in. Uh, we're back down in Redwood, which is the final thirty-two. Uh, this time, I get to play someone named Turbo Jeff. Uh, he was a Broncos representative. Uh, before that, actually, I played the Chiefs representative, who was not really not known player and it was kind of a nice game for me you know if I don't get to play someone you know as I'm going to be honest he wasn't as good as me um and mm-hmm. I'm able to play them first and kind of get my seat settled seat my feet settled excuse me and not you know get those shake those rusty you know plays away I'm able to you know make a uh, momentum move in the tournament make a run in the tournament they say and that helped me a lot so I beat the first opponent who was a Chiefs representative and the second guy I played was someone I'm kind of like close to. Uh, his name is Turbo Jeff. He's a really good guy. He's cool. Um, and he's a part of this really good crew. We're kind of all crewed up now. Uh, a couple years later, we're all kind of crewed up now. But this time, he was a good part of uh, probably the best crew at that time. Okay. Um, and uh, it was for me, it was kind of like three, four, five close people in my crew. And him, he had a lot of other players. So regardless, I played him. Um, I beat him 21 to 28. It was a pretty close game. From there, I'm in the final 16. Excuse me, the final eight. And in the final eight, uh, I play the bronze representative. And he, his name is Joke. And if you follow Madden, you know who Joke is. He just won the latest belt in Madden 19, the final belt. He beat me. So this just shows you. He ended up winning the whole thing in Madden 20. Um, okay. But at this time, it was Madden 19. I played him in the final eight. And this was the biggest underdog story for me. Um, once again, I was kind of like uh, underdog in this game. Not really that much respect shown on my name. Everyone's thinking, oh, Joke's going to win. Joke's going to win. And, uh, you know, people were even betting against me. So, so that's what sometimes people do in these Madden tournaments, Madden games. They're like, oh, who wants, who thinks Pavin's going to win? You could bet a little bit or whatever. Everyone right, was right. betting against me, um, <laughs> saying, oh, who likes Pavin to win, this, this, and that. So I took that a little personal reading those comments. I didn't respond, obviously, because I'm not going to waste my energy and, you know, just yeah. get, go out my way when I have a tournament to win. Um, right. And, you know, I use that to help me win the game. It was a super close game. And if you want to watch it, I'll link it to you guys or whatever. Um, there's this, like, one clip. I'm up by, I think, two at the time. Uh, there's, like, less than two minutes, uh, like, two minutes left or so. And uh, he's driving down the field, almost about to get seven, almost about to get three. And I get a pick six. I'm up 14-16. I get a pick six on third and 10. From there, it's just over, man. Uh, I go up nine points. He can't really do anything. 
I get up out my chair and I'm like, let's go, just scream so loud. Just something that, like, if you know me in real life, you know, like, besides Madden, I'm never really the one to just get super hype or just, you know, I'm, I'm a quiet individual, you know, um, at least at that time. So people were like, yeah. wow, he just, he just did that type of thing. And I was just super, that was like just a different person, honestly, different right. side of me, the competitive just came, uh, nature just came out of me. The fierceness came out of me. And, you know, I ended up dabbing him up saying GG's after we won. Um, but like in the interview, I'm like, throw some respect on my name. Uh, I don't <laughs> think I've got enough respect. I'm in the final four now. And then just, I kind of just went off and uh, that was that for that day. The next day after that, I played Blocky, who is a Miami Dolphins representative. He's from Miami too. So, you know, if you want a story for Madden, he is another great player to talk to. He is, um, he's done a lot. He's made like, he, at one point he made four final fours and that's, you know, that's very, no one else has done that. That's very impressive. I played him. It was a really good game. Ended up winning by 12, 26 to 14. And in the finals, I played Ivy Strafing, the Vikings representative. Um, and that was a high scoring game. And what's more, everyone's thinking, oh yeah, Ryan's gonna win, Ryan's gonna win, Poppin's gonna choke, he's a newcomer, he can't win the belt. And then I know I just defied the odds. And it's just a, gr- a good story of being an underdog. I love being the underdog no matter what. You know, if I, I can be the underdog, give me that role. <laughs> I just I just embraced it really well, I feel like. And I ended up winning 31 to 17. And from there, you know, it was everything confetti fell down. A bunch of people I don't know in the stands just clapping for me, rooting for me. Um, they had a prepaid audience, which is kind of, you know, it's whatever. But uh, instead of the people I know, they were kind of in the back just watching rather than uh, they had just a prepaid audience where they, you know, just random play- people from the streets. They just say, oh, do you want to? do this sign up for this and that's kind of what it was but that's not the point i'm just looking around like who are these people <laughs> and then i just hold up the belt uh right. the belt is right there um i know you can't see it's just in the case i'm planning on putting it up there one of these days and i definitely got to because you know that just shows that you you ran through something very d- tough and difficult and yeah. you know got the interviews out the way and that was that for that tournament no, that's dope. Yeah, maybe at the end we'll once we finish recording, maybe we can take a picture just so we can post it on socials when when this episode goes live. If you want to do that, for sure. Um, what for you? Because so I've had a couple people on in the past to talk health and wellness, and specifically one of my last guests, um, like 15 episodes ago or so, we talked a lot about mental preparedness and all that. And you know, there's a lot of obviously I know you mentioned it, a lot of jitters when you're going through, and it's mm-hmm. a different environment, you know, when you're playing in a land compared to you know being at your home and you know having your setup and all that. For you, is there any, like, as you've gone through these tournaments, is there any kind of, like, you know, thing that you do before each tournament to kind of settle in or, or kind of what's your routine to make sure that, you know, you don't let the jitters get to you and, and you know, overcome your experience there? So, uh, for me, it's I, I just like to have fun outside the tournament. I don't want to, like, some people will be in, in their, uh, in the, what's it called, in the the hotel room just, like, locked in like this, just playing, trying to get ready, <laughs> right. which there's nothing wrong with that. I've done that as well. But at least the time I had won, um, I wasn't doing that. I was out there having fun, enjoying, like, you know, what there is. I was with my friends. I've never really, some of these guys I've never seen, but I've communicated and talked to online so many times. So we were just out having fun, getting food, just going out, playing basketball. Uh, just I, At least for me, I wasn't thinking about the games at all. And obviously, when it got later onto it, then, yeah, I had to prepare a little bit more. But in the beginning, I really wasn't freaking out. Um, like, you know, what can you do in the beginning? You just got to play your game and win. Um, later right. on, then you have some film to watch. And that's kind of well, what else I was doing. I was just watching film, picking up tendencies, seeing what plays they like to run. And then in the game itself, you know, before I love the game, I'm as nervous as can be. And that's for everyone. Because you're thinking about all the possible things that can back happen rather than, you know, oh, I'm going to win, I'm going to win, I'm going to win. It's just natural, man, for everyone. Like, right. loading up into the game, I'm super, super nervous. But once the game actually starts, it's all the way, and it's on me to make those plays. Um, what I like to do is I like to listen to music a lot, whether it's some hype stuff, whether it's something – I really don't honestly listen to soothing stuff. I just listen to straight hype music, <laughs> rap, and R&B and all that. Um, Meek Mill, Kodak. Rap artist. Okay. Yeah, Meek Mill, Kodak, and, uh, you know, Drake got to be on there. Jay-Z are, like, some of my main guys I listen to a lot, especially when I'm playing. 
and it just puts me in a state and a flow. And the last thing I'll do is I'll chew some gum, man. So usually like me chewing some gum, it's just like, I don't know. It just, it's just a comforter for me. And like, you know, I get to chew the stress away, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. That's something I like to do a lot is chew gum, 100%. No, I feel that. I mean, listen, some Meek Mill pretty much get you ready for anything you got coming up. But um, no, that's funny. When I was a kid, so I grew up playing a lot of basketball. Like uh, mm-hmm. I always want to play college basketball growing up. So Ooh. I played a lot of competitive and all that. Um, but so like eighth grade year, no, I'd probably, I'd probably say like sixth or seventh grade year. I was a big Dwayne Wade fan and Dwayne uh-huh. Wade always chewed gum. So yeah, I was the same way in basketball games. I would always chew gum because of Dwayne Wade. And then it just became like, like you're saying, I don't know, I guess my mouth is moving, so it's getting some of the jitters out, but I used yeah, to Yeah, it's like, definitely a thing, man. Like, you would have to do it to see and understand what's going on. There's no, like, real, like, I, there's obviously some connection, like, scientists have probably done it, but you just, once, if you feel, if you're chewing gum, it just makes you, I guess, less uh, anxious, and you're like, yeah, you're chewing the jitters away, or you just have some movement going on rather than just being right. stiff and, you know, frozen or with fear or whatever it may be. And that's something 100% I like to do is shoot gun. No, definitely. So you win. So this is the obviously the $100,000 prize pool. You win. I mean, like, what is that like for you? I mean, what is that like? I know you mentioned that your dad, you know, and obviously like any parent would at the beginning, you know, they're obviously this is the younger generation gets a lot, but for parents can be hard to understand. But after this, you know, like what was your reaction and what was their reaction to, you know, really what could come out of a career and being a professional Madden player? Uh, man, I was just, I had no response, man. Like I would just kind (laughs) of, I was just holding up the belt kind of like, uh, motionless. I was just like, wow, I did this, uh, you know? Uh, And then it was really when I saw my, my friends reactions, they're all hugging me and like, you know, like actually like dabbing me up, hugging me really like, wow, you're a beast, bro. You did this. And I'm like, you know what, man, these guys like, help me and you know they could do it too that's probably what they're thinking about like i'm like dang i could be an inspiration to some people like obviously my friends and then it was a little later on when like some of the more famous people in the madden scene like i guess the goats i guess you could say um were congratulating me like the legends of the game people who have done it before uh when they were congratulating me i'm like you know what i'm a part of a history i have a legacy now and, you know, from here, it's, it's a race to whoever gets the most belts when it's all said and done. And, you know, yeah. I've won still. I'm trying to, you know, go for more. Uh, last year was my second full year playing. And now I would say my third full year playing. So, you know, I have plenty of time. So uh, this year, no tournaments have happened. So, you know, like I said, it's always a race to see who could get the most belts because belts are bragging rights. You know, I'm the best at that tournament. I was the best this year type of thing. And, uh, for my parents, it was just like, they were super happy and so excited to see me. And, you know, from there, I realized like, this is going to be something I'm going to be doing for the next 10 to 15, you know, maybe 20 years. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I could set up a whole, you know, at that time, I, I'll hopefully try to find a picture. I had no gaming setup compared to what I have now. Um, I was kind of yeah. just playing in that little, uh, little uh, whatever that kind of, I don't even know what to say. It was, I had my TV set up there in the back. Um, I had my stations in the closet, um, all my internet and all that was there. It was just very messy, not really uh, pleasing to look at. Rather than now, my setup is super nice. I have a desk, I have a monitor, I have an actual uh, gaming monitor. Rather than at that time, uh, I did have a gaming monitor, but sometimes I'd be playing on the TV, which, you know, you know, you can't, yeah, it's tough. You can't play on a TV, man. And uh, two systems, man, it's just, you know, it's the simple stuff that, like, I look back on as, like, I didn't have all this stuff. And, you know, thankfully now um, I'm able to invest in myself and, you know, grow myself into Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and just, you know, try to get my name out there to anyone else uh, who are, who could view this in yeah. general. You know, just so that people could hear my name and hear my story. You know, I can make a fan of you. Then that's just a well-done job by myself. Yeah, no, for sure. And now, like you're saying, you can invest kind of back in yourself and, you know, upgrade your equipment, upgrade your Mm -hmm. setup, which is cool because, I mean, I think a lot of the times, you know, when I've heard a lot of younger individuals, you know, they'd be like, you know, I don't really have that great of a setup or, you know, I don't have a gaming PC, but, you know, you're someone else who I've talked to now and I've talked to even a lot of streamers that have grown to make really large communities where, you know, you sometimes just got to start out with what you got. And then, you know, as you grow and as you earn money and as you know, grow your brand, then you can reinvest back into, you know, yourself. 100%, man. 100%.
So um, to pivot, I guess, a little bit away from the your professional career journey, I did want to ask you a bit. So after, you know, as you're going through all this and you win the big tournament, um, and I know you've won some other ones, how do you as a, a Madden player, like how do you dedicate or, or where do you personally see your focus? Like, do you really want to like grind being a professional player? Do you want to be like professional with, you know, some Twitch streaming and some YouTube content or like where do you value yourself or how do you value it? Um, for yourself personally? So uh, that's a great question that last year I kind of took a lot of primary focus on. Um, the, the love for the game and being competitor and chasing belts and legacy is always going to be there. It'll never go away for me. Um, I've known how it feels like to be on the top. I know how it feels like to be on the bottom. I know how it feels like to be in the middle. And that's always <laughs> just going to be there um, for the competing side of things. I don't think I'll ever stop playing competitive Madden ever. Um, yeah. But something that I could say that will set me aside from other players, and that's always what I want to try to be. Um, remember in the beginning when I said uh, people were on Madden Mobile, so I transitioned. You know, people were still playing Madden Mobile. Like, you know what, I'm going to find my own way. That's kind of what I want to always be. Is just That doesn't mean just for Madden. It's just in general. I want to be the first to start trends. I want to be the first to, you know, be on my own wave rather than following the wave. It's now, you know, I've been transitioning to a content creator. Trust me, there's plenty out there that do it. Um, but I'm really, really trying to be the true number one person who is, you know, a really high-level pro Madden player talking about, you know, top five, top ten every single year and who could also be a top five, top ten content creator every single year. And, you know, if no one is really honest yet, the keyword is yet, been able to do it. I feel like Madden 21, I've been off to an amazing start. Um, with both things, I guess uh, my only thing I got to say for myself is oh, I definitely got to stream a little bit more on Twitch, but the YouTube side of things are growing. Um, and plus I have another thing is I want to implement is my lifestyle type of vlogs or just in general, mm -hmm. my lifestyle. So, you know, I go to the gym a lot or, you know, when I'm traveling to these tournaments, man, I'm recording what's going on in these tournaments. Um, that's just something yeah. other people have not yet thought of. And it's just like to think, you know, not everyone can make a Madden tournament, it's, you know, you know, kind of sucks to hear that. But, you know, there'll be people that will never make a Madden tournament. Um, and, you know, obviously, I'm not trying to say that, but right, right. if they could experience that, you know, by watching a YouTube video or, you know, if they could try to get better by watching me or just, you know, whatever it may be, it's, you know, it's uh, on me to, you know, just show them what it is, I guess, to be a Madden player pro Madden player. And then, you know, that kind of another category I'm trying to follow and I have been following it. So some of these setup videos, uh, for now, cause of COVID, some of these tournaments are from my home. As you see multiple cameras in the back. Uh, yeah. I just did another video the other day, probably two weeks ago, a week ago about setting up all this equipment. Cause there's a new tournament coming up next week for myself. Uh, it's not a big tournament, but it's still something very cool. And I'll show you some details on it later on the text. Um, and just setting this up, man, setting up all this equipment. People might be curious to see what I got or what it is. And, you know, boom, like that. Or right. a friend comes in and sits in the, over there in the corner, records my live reactions of me playing in one of these tournaments. Or just in, even in real life when the tournaments are back to being in person. There it is. Like, we're going to go to the tournaments and shoot myself playing and locked in and stuff like that. That's kind of something I want to do. No, absolutely. I mean, I think the lifestyle videos, I think the vlogs of, especially like you're saying, going to a professional tournament and, and being a top player at it. I think, I think people eat that stuff up and I think it's, you know, I think that's the content people want to see. So I'm definitely in agreement with you on that. That's the right track to go. Um, what about, you know, for, for young players coming up or, you know, for maybe anyone that's listening that that's younger and, and they're wanting to be a pro Madden player, maybe they want to be, you know, a pro 2k player or, you know, anything in esports what advice do you have for them, you know, going through it that, that you've gone through that, that you would share with them? One thing I would say, man, is just to follow your intuition. And, you know, if you truly believe you can't, you can't have, you know, half be with it, half not. You have to 100% commit to it. So if you truly believe that, oh, I'm a top player, or if you have that, like, uh, willingness to get better, that motivation to be better, and just, you know, be a top player or top person, anything you do, you had to go 100% with it. If I went 50% with this, I would probably just be at the bottom still um, as a competitor and just in general. Like, I probably wouldn't even be on this podcast. Um, <laughs> you got to truly, truly, truly be 
like 100% with whatever, with whatever you do. So for me, you know, I, you know, I did a reduced schedule to grind Madden, you know, I really didn't want any jobs that convinced my parents, you know, I don't want to go back to working. I want to do this full time all the time. And, you know, it comes with some, you know, beliefs from other people in your area, like your family, your friends, mm-hmm. you know, it's who you talk to a lot. They're kind of stuck on something, um, you know, just doing whatever, uh, as in, you know, bad habits or whatever like that. You've got to move past that and like move forward with it, you know, focus on, you know, getting better, uh, growing and all that type of stuff. And I know it's a little vague, but it's honestly the hundred percent truth. It's as simple as that. You have to go hundred percent with whatever you do. And that's like watching other people play, um, sacrificing a lot of your time. And I mean, a lot of your time and getting in the lab and practicing these plays that other people haven't practiced rather than just copying what other people do. You got to get in there, be creative, be your own kind of person. That's what's going to take you over the top and, you know, ex- let you excel over some of the other opponents and competitors that may be in your way. Yeah, no, I mean, I, what I love that you said is it seems like you really poised yourself to be a trendsetter instead of a trend follower. And, and mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, of anyone that's been great at anything, I think that's always the case is, you know, you got to think a little outside of the box and you got to, yeah. you know, think about how you can be different compared to everybody else. So, um, no, and definitely having a strong support circle. I mean, I feel like that's key for, and I know that can be tough, especially if you're like new to getting into esports and you're trying to be yeah. a pro player. Cause I understand that sometimes, I mean, I don't know, like, did you have like, it sounds like you had some pretty supportive friends, but did you have some friends that maybe saw it and were like, yo, I want to hang out, like, let's go out and do something. And you were kind of like, no, you know, I gotta, I gotta practice or I gotta, you know, stream or I gotta, you know, watch my tape or whatever. hundred percent. Oh, my, my, some of my in real, in real life friends are kind of like on that in high school. Obviously high school is like, you know, go out fun. But for me, <laughs> Friday nights, instead of going out, I was Friday nights, 9 a.m. I was, or 9 o'clock p.m. I was playing either some type of Madden or watching some type of Twitch. And that was every single day of high school, every single night of high school for me. So. at the end of the day i honestly enjoyed that so it really didn't bother me at all you know i'd rather be at my home i'm kind of introverted uh (laughs) and i'm kind of transitioning to being extroverted now but you know i just this is my this is my work area this is what i love to do so it was as easy as that yeah no you're in the lab and it's a good feeling when you love what you're doing Mm -hmm. um cool i guess to to start to wrap things up i mean the last question i want to ask you that i thought would be cool to hear about um, and I know you've already shared obviously some cool moments, but what would you say has been like one of your, or maybe one or two of like your favorite moments that you've had this far, like in your career since you started, um, like what's really memorable for you? Uh, for me, man, it's the Raiders. So, uh, I remember starting up my Madden Twitter account at that time. I called it Madden Twitter account because I know I used to be afraid to like say, Oh, I play Madden. I don't know why. It's yeah. like that happens with other people too, bro. I've been talking to other players and people. I guess people like don't want to know, like uh, they don't want people to know. Oh, I'm successful playing Madden or playing video games, which is weird. But that's how yeah. that's life right now. That's the future. That was me, like probably two to three years ago. So um, I don't know why. Like I said, I'm gonna try to go back and reminisce on why. But I was a little like shy to you know share that. Um, but you know that's. Like starting up Twitter, I had like like 10, 15, 20 followers. And, you know, I'm not saying I have 100,000 at least yet, man, at least yet. But <laughs> on Twitter, I have like 6,000 followers now from like a three-year span. And uh, one thing I'm super excited and truly happy about is the Raiders now follow me on Twitter and they like my tweets here and there. And they, you know, show me some content. Like, let's just say I'm playing in one of these tournaments they're going to clip one of my dope plays and post it to their Twitter. Sometimes that's, that's dope, happened okay. before, man. And it's just like, I have a, I have a real connection. Uh, like I would say half, a little half or a little under half, maybe 30% of my Twitter followers, Instagram followers are legitimate diehard Raider fans. And that's okay. another community I built that I got to keep pounding away at that community. Still like, uh, right. we just, we just have a nice community going on right there. And that's just super dope to see, man. Like, like I said, two, three years ago, I had no followers, no nothing. To now, you know, the Raiders are sometimes shouting me out on Twitter, Instagram, or whatever it may be. And that's just super exciting for me. Yeah. No, I mean, that's that's legit and that's exciting. I mean, not many not many people can say, you know, that an NFL team is is tweeting at them, especially being a video game player. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that's pretty 
really did, did you have i was like looking through your instagram did you have ocho cinco tweet at you too yeah like, man okay. i actually did um unfortunately we didn't play uh i'm Dang. like i'm gonna hit him up one of these days and see if we can yeah. play but this was uh the time of the madden bowl which was in may last year and it was from our home and uh cinco said something very sly and very slick uh he would say <laughs> i would i would beat these two guys if we were playing on mutt uh at that time like i said it was salary cap the tournament i was playing on but that's right. just dope to see that Ocho Cinco follows competitive Madden. He knows what's going on. Um, and he responded to me. He said, uh, let's set it up or something. I, I forgot what he said. But, you know, unfortunately, we didn't get that to go through. But, hey, I mean, there will always, always be hopefully another time. I'm sure I'll get a shot to play him one of these yeah. days. Um, and, you know, when I do, that's going straight to the YouTube and straight to the Twitter and straight <laughs> everywhere. And, you know, trust no. me, that's going to be super dope to see. I'm sure it'll happen. Listen, it's cool to see a lot of, you know, traditional pro athletes really starting to embrace like their love for gaming and, and collaborating. It's happening, with- man. It's happening right in front of our eyes and people really don't realize that. Uh, and like hopefully five to 10 years from now, it's to a point where that shit is super common. It's super common rather than uh, now it's kind of like a little rare occurrences. It happens definitely a lot, but not as much as I think it'll happen in a couple of years, man. Trust yeah. me, it's going to be crazy. <laughs> No, it will be. It will be. It's gonna. It's gonna be exciting. Um, well, like I said, that that kind of wraps up what we got. Um, man, I, I appreciate you coming on. It was really cool to hear your story. I've only had a couple esports players, pro players, come on, and and I wanted to hear for some more pro players because a lot of times we'll have stuff from the business side. So, um, appreciate you like sharing your story and and your perspectives and thoughts and all that. Um, well, for everybody listening, if you guys listen on Apple Podcasts. We will drop some links to his socials on there. But just for you to shout it out real quick, like where are some of the best places if, you know, people want to check out your YouTube, your Twitter, uh, where can they find you at? So everything, every social media platform, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, um, YouTube, it's at Pavan Lakat, and I'll spell it out for you. P-A-V-A-N-L-A-K-H-A-T. No spaces, no underscores. Simple as that. You can find me anywhere with that simple at. Now, obviously, YouTube, just Pavan, Space, Lakop, P-A-V-A-N-L-A-K-H-A-T. Appreciate it. Nice, nice. Well, Pavan, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you again for coming on. And for all you guys listening um, on the podcast, thank you guys for tuning in each week, you know, and, and showing the podcast some love. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode and enjoying all the episodes that we're dropping. And we will catch you guys next week for another episode of The Lodges Podcast.